When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plants, it's time to Hemp Resent. Our radio resident Hempo Sapien, Vivian McPeak, will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to Hemp Resent about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak. Welcome to the Hemp Present Resistance, the weekly radio podcast where you can fill your knowledge void of cannabinoids and get your PhD in THC because you don't just want to burn it, you want to learn it. Seeking to defeat the alternative facts of prohibition one interview at a time and advocating for the plant, the whole plant, and nothing but the plant. Join me for a weekly reefer radio rebellion against prohibition as I speak with some of the principal risk takers, movers and shakers, and history makers of the cannabis industry, culture, and reform movement. I am your host, Vivian McPeak. I am the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event, the Seattle Hemp Fest. Speaking flower to power for 28 years and found at Hemp Fest. I'm also the author of the book Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hemp Fest from AHA Publishing, also found at hempfest.org. Today's guest on Hempresent is cannabis genetics and seed baron Jinx of Jinx Proof Genetics. Jinx Proof Genetics strains are created by Jinx, who is recognized worldwide for being the creator and breeder of the nine-pound hammer, a powerful indica-dominant strain that's known for its potency, rosin production, fruity flavor notes, and yield. Jinx Proof, along with a cadre of innovative farmers, creates unique hybrid plants that are said to please even the peakiest of cannabis connoisseurs. These genetics are created through Jinx Proof's farming knowledge to breed and stabilize desirable strains intended to satisfy a variety of cannabis palates. Jinx Proof Genetics Company is a family-run business that also gives back to the local cannabis community. A portion of monthly profits are donated to Northwest Families for Autism, which is a local Washington State charity. And now to my guest, welcome Jinx to Cannabis Radio. Thanks, brother. I appreciate you having me. My pleasure. So let's just start with how did you become involved in cannabis cultivation, breeding, and genetics? 
And, and how long have you been working in the field? Well, I've been growing weed for 30 years now. I started when I was 19. I'm 50 now. So, I mean, back in the day, we just, you know, did it because, uh, you know, it was hard to find and, you know, a little bit of money opportunities and stuff like that. She started in the black market. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so you got about the, uh, the, the, the original OG market. Um, so you got over 30 years involved. Uh, what, what inspired you to get to, 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 you know, was it a love of the plant or love of the herb to get going? Um, a little bit of everything really. You know, I mean, I was young. I was 19. I, you know, I'd, I'd be lying if I said money wasn't a factor, you know, with a, when I was a kid, I didn't graduate school or anything like that. So it was a good opportunity for me there. And uh, along the way, I definitely fell more in love with the plan as I saw what it could do for people, including myself and stuff like that. You know? Tell us about Nine Pound Hammer. Uh, what is the history of the strain? And in your opinion, what makes it stand out from other strains? Well, Nine Pound Hammer, I did a breeding a long time ago when I was a kid. We just did a one plant. We created what was called Dewberry, which is a, was a black fish times um, half gooey. And I just kind of was growing it for years. And then I kind of started working with and for other seed breeders. And I thought, well, man, I'm going to create a lot of myself. So I bred the nine pound hammer to the Jesus OG, not the nine pound hammer, excuse me, the gooberry to the Jesus OG, creating the nine pound hammer. And at the time I worked for a, uh, another seed company who wasn't interested in having my strain as far as selling it or something like that. So I just started giving it away free on social media and it kind of blew up. And then next thing I know, uh, People were calling me wanting to distribute it for me. Um, as far as its uniqueness or what makes it great, um, it's it's super terpene, berries, and sour kind of. Um, it's very heavy medication, so it definitely does the trick for anybody looking for something aside from getting stoned. You know, it's uh, definitely a heavy foot, um, 80% indica. Um, it's fun to grow. It's pretty easy to grow. Um, it's beautiful colors, anywhere from light green to purple to black. So that definitely uh, helps it stand out, you know. You're also a glass blower. Uh, how long have you been doing that? And what is the Bob, Snob, Bob Snodgrass Lifetime Achievement Award all about? <laughs> uh, yeah, I am a glass blower. I've been doing it about 15 years now. Uh, my wife and I owned a head shop for a little while, and um, we just I decided I wanted to start putting my own glass in there instead of buying it from companies. You know, we have a lot of uh, glass blowers here in Seattle, but most of them make pipes and bubblers where there wasn't a, a, a bong maker, really. So I went out and got myself a glass blade and taught myself how to make bongs, and that's kind of where that started, to tell you the truth. Um, I was always a big fan of Bob Snodgrass, you know, the pioneer of glass pipe making. He's a super sweet guy. Um, I've, I've done a few charity events. He always volunteers to come, you know, do a few glass and help you raise some money. So um, I decided to make him a Lifetime Achievement Award because there's nobody that has given the glass community like he has. So uh, basically, I took a huge rod of glass and I melted it up into a ball the size of a bowling ball. Uh, my buddy, Polly helped me cut it into a facet, which is basically the shape like a diamond, you know, with flat sides all over it. I got a bunch of other glass blowers who were big dogs at the time, um, Amber Pellegrini, Dosher, uh, you know, a bunch of those guys. And each one of them made a a cool marble or something and we welded it flat box of the uh, facet and Amber Pellegrini actually made me a little sculpture of Bob and on the top of the facet we did a solid bubbler so it was a bubbler but it was a solid glass sculpture and we put that on a glass plate you know engraving Lifetime Achievement Award and all this and the, I used to put on a show called Evening of Boro 
and uh, we presented it to him there, and it was really cool. It was, it was super fun, and, and Bob's the guy who truly deserved it. Nice. Uh, got any winners uh, lately? Uh, no, actually, it was just kind of a one-time thing. I, I've never done it again since, to tell you the truth. Oh, cool, so. cool. Okay. <laughs> uh, nice. <laughs> Um, we got a couple minutes left. Uh, what is what is limit, limited edition breeding? Uh, it's the thing I really enjoy doing. It's, aside from my standard strains that I've always had, my mother time, my nine pound hammer, go time, shingle are strains that I've had permanently. Whenever I do a, a breeding, I like to take five or ten plants and throw them in there just random. Like you know, if I'm doing a nine pound hammer breeding, you know, maybe I'll just throw a few other strains in there, and then when they're done. They're limited editions, meaning they're small batches, and I'll never rebreed them again. So it's just, for me, you know, I've kind of got that collector gene. For a lot of people, seeds can be like baseball cards, you know. It's nice to have, you know, that rare baseball card that nobody else got. So, I mean, I've done limited editions that were much as 1,500 seeds. I've done limited editions that were as little as 200 seeds. So when they're, when they're gone, they're gone. I never rebreed them. Like I say, it's just, and I, you know, industry being saturated by certain strains, it's nice to have something really unique that not everybody on the planet has. But I kind of compare it to, at the end of my day, I want a microbrew, not a black life, you know? What would you say to somebody that wants to get interest, uh, wants to get involved in uh, the, the, the seed genetics business? Um, what, what advice would you give them? Yeah, that's a tough one because it's a tough industry and it's a saturated industry too, um, you know, these companies start up every day and they're out of business by the end of the month. The main thing is to just go, go, go and don't give up. There's so much more to it. Breeding seeds is the smallest part of it. You got your social media, you got your branding, your marketing, going to shows, getting your name out there, in a, like say in, a, in, a, in an industry of just tons and tons of people. So the main thing is to make sure you're committed and not give up. Just go, go, go. You know, like say a, a huge, the biggest part of it is your branding and your marketing, you know. So, I mean, it definitely didn't happen overnight for me. I've been in the game almost 10 years, and just the last couple of years, uh, people really started to pay attention. Do you connect with other uh, breeders and stuff? Are there any kind of uh, uh, conventions or trade magazines or, uh, you know, maybe uh, chat rooms or stuff like that where breeders talk to each other? Absolutely. For me, it's more personal. I'm not, I'm not a big computer guy, so I don't do a lot of... Uh, chat rooms and stuff like that. Um, whenever I go to a cup or a convention or something, I always try to stop by and, uh, you know, talk to the other breeders, shake hands, make friends with them. When I first got into the industry, it kind of wasn't like that. It was kind of like breeder against breeder, which I personally just couldn't groove on it. It's still, we all, we all make better uh, allies than enemies. So, yeah, I'm always just trying to reach out and connect with these guys. A lot of times after the show, we'll, we'll go out to dinner together just to kind of get to know each other. Um, I recently connected with Exotic Mike. Um, he lives here in Washington, too, from Exotic Genetics. And we're talking about doing a project where he's going to give me one of his plants, I'm going to breed it to one of my strains, and I'm going to give him one of my plants, and he's going to breed it to one of his strains, kind of vice versa each other still. And then those seeds will be like a, a group package that come in in one package. You know, like maybe one side of the package will be my logo, maybe the other side will be his logo. And um, we're going to donate all the money to uh, Northwest Families for Autism, which I thought was pretty cool of him. You know, it's just a way of connecting and you know, keeping us strong as a community. Like instead of against each other, we're all going to work better with each other. So. Nice. That's that's very admirable. I am speaking to Jinx of Jinx Proof Genetics. 
this is that time in the show where we take that pause for the cause because there's flaws and laws. And here a word from our sponsors and advertisers. Don't go anywhere. We're going to come right back with our second segment with Jinx. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads, make genuine business connections, and get premier brand exposure? This is your opportunity. NCIA's new industry socials are coming soon to Portland, Maine, New Jersey, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Miami. Sponsorship opportunities available. Register today. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo. Register for an early bird discount now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we're back on Cannabis Radio with Jinx of Jinx Proof Genetics. Jinx, a fifth to a third of those who have autism will develop epilepsy. It's reported that 50,000 people per year die from seizures in the, in the United States annually from epilepsy. One in 68 U.S. children uh, had an autism spectrum disorder or ASD in 2014, a 30% increase from one in 88 just from two years earlier. You donate a percentage of your profits to the Northwest Families for Autism What's the inspiration behind Northwest Families for Autism? Uh, What does that organization do for our community? Well, my main inspiration was uh, my son was born non-autistic and became autistic. And, uh, you know, I I felt so um, just kind of desperate and, uh, you know, unattached from society at that point. I just didn't know what to do. And then, you know, it started making me think about, you know, other people and, you know, how all these other people, because it was such rapid numbers coming so fast. You know, like all of a sudden, you know, whenever I mention autism, somebody's like, oh, my son's autistic or my niece is autistic. So um, I just wanted to give back to that community and become a stronger part of that community. So we, uh, Northwest Families, it's actually our uh, 501c3, uh, Miss Rose runs it. And uh, we uh, collect money. And our, our main goal is to help nonverbal autistic kids. Like my son is non, uh, nonverbal. And um, there's an app we can put on the computer called Pro Low Flow to Go. And it's a bunch of pictures, but they can also take pictures. Like, he can take a picture of you and then type it out, like, I want to see Uncle Vivian, or, you know, I'm hungry, or somebody hurt me at school today, or, you know, it gives them a voice. And then a lot of autistic kids tend to mimic. So a lot of the sentences that are typed in there, they start to mimic. Like, my son would type in, I want chicken and fries. Well, now he'll walk up to me and say, I want chicken and fries. He still doesn't talk. But because of this uh, program, it has uh, inspired him to start talking, you know, even if it's just one sentence at a time. 
And if you uh, if you've never heard your child talk, it's a pretty damn big deal. You know, the first time it starts to happen. So it's, it's uh, that's where we go. I mean, we run under autism, but tell you the truth, you know, we'll help any disabled kid. And it's always uh, there's always different ways of the iPad. You know, maybe they're having a hard time with clothes or this or that. So our main deal is definitely the iPad. But you know, we we uh, reach out however we can. And for the listeners, a 501c3 is a charitable, uh, nonprofit organization. Um, Jinx, with the polio issue right now, vaccinations are really in the news. And the issue of vaccinations is one of the most controversial topics around these days. Uh, anybody critical of any aspect of the process of vaccination are being labeled anti-vaxxers. A lot of people, uh, some people claim that they believe that uh, autism can be called caused by vaccinations. As a, as a parent of a child with autism, what's your opinion about vaccinations for very young children? Well, it definitely is a, t- a touchy situation. I absolutely believe my child was um, forced, pushed more into his autism because of his vaccinations. But it's, it's also a thing that is people are not understanding. A lot of us autistic parents, parents of autistic people, we're not anti-vaccination. The thing is, when you and I were kids, We'd go get our shots and we'd get one or two shots. We'd come back a few months later, you know, a week later, a month later, we get a couple more shots. Well, now when you get your child um, vaccinated, a lot of times there's 32 vaccinations in one shot. And also when we were kids, they'd pull out that little teeny bottle and suck it into the needle. Where now it's a huge bottle where they're tapping into it several times. So what we're really more about, I am not anti-vaccination. What I want is to see kids on the schedule where you come in, you get a couple shots, you wait a little while, you get your more shots. And also the whole thing with that big bottle is for that to survive, they have to use something to keep it fresh. And uh, what it is is mercury and aluminum that keeps that, that bottle preserved. So we want non-preservative on a schedule vaccinations. You know, obviously there's some terrible things that can happen by not vaccinating your child. Obviously there's, you know, diseases that can kill them. So it's kind of misconstrued what a lot of autistic parents stand for, but most people only want to hear what they want to hear. There definitely are people who are anti-vaccination. But the community that I roll with and a lot of my friends' parents, like they have more of the scheduled preservative. Jinx, some of the common medications for children with autism are things like risperidone, uh, which is also so-called risperidol. Um, with, with all of your experience that you've had, uh, what does that experience tell you about the medication treatments for autism? I have seen or heard of no medication that helps autism aside from uh, cannabis. Um, I went to my doctor and she pulled out a ton of pills, lined them all up on the desk, and said, I'd like to talk to you about giving your son some of these medications. I told her, well, for starters, if any of these pills are less than five years old, I don't want to talk about them. If any of them have the word meth in them, I also don't want to talk about them. She took every single one of those bottles of pills off the table and had nothing else to say. Ritzpital, I believe, has been taken off the market now, and it was giving um, children, especially boys, um, it, they were gr- essentially growing female breasts that were lactating. You know, and a lot of, most of us autistic parents, we can't afford private schools, and we know how tough it can be being a child and how mean kids can be, you know? And could you imagine being a special needs child with lactating boobies, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I've yet to hear of anything aside from cannabis that truly helps autism, aside from special diet, 
you know, like gluten uh, free diet help a lot of these kids. Obviously, the cleaner, more organic, non GMO foods can help these kids. And that's a tough battle within itself because a lot of autistic kids don't like to eat. My son only eats two or three things, and that's it. You, can, you know, you can't make a meat. He'll starve to death. You don't care. You are involved in a variety of charitable efforts. Uh, can you give us an overview of your work in the community and beyond? Um, what other things are you doing uh, that you, you're excited about? Well, obviously, Northwest Families for Autism is a, not, sorry, Northwest Families for Autism is a big one. Another one that's uh, close to me is the 22 Mini. We work with them a lot. We actually did a little uh, show year before last at my buddy's tattoo shop. I'm a retired tattooist. And if you came in that day, and donated $50, you got a free tattoo. If you didn't want a tattoo, then a soldier got tattooed that day for free. You know, nothing major, just, you know, a couple, a couple inch tattoos. A lot of them we already had pre-drawn up and stuff like that. And it actually turned out to be great. We ended up donating uh, $1,800 to the local 22 Mini Foundation. I was actually just at an event the night before last and saw Sharon there. So I know uh, I know uh, it's something that's close to a lot of people in the uh, um that organization also. So that's a big one to me. My pops was a, um, a veteran. A lot of my friends, one of my best friends is a veteran. My, my brothers, you know, stuff like that. And, uh, you know, just to see these guys serve our country and then to come home and, and essentially kill themselves, it's not cool, you know. So we definitely work with that a lot. Um, I have a little small group I'm very proud of called the Young Ladies Affirmation Club. For some reason, all the kids in my neighborhood are girls with single parents. So we created this club. The girls um, come, you know, we play a lot of basketball and stuff on the street. I've got to know these kids really well. And the girls come to my house every day and they give me two handwritten positive affirmations and we drop them in a box. And when that box is full, we go and do something like maybe a, a fancy lunch and, you know, and a pedicure or um, it's up to them too. Sometimes they have something they want to do. So, you know, I'll do a few raffles on my uh, uh, Instagram and stuff and raise, raise some money for that. And that's, just been a great thing, you know, just uh, to see these girls mature, you know, with, without a, a male figure in their lives and stuff like that. It's uh, been quite rewarding for me, too. Um, when I was a kid, I grew up in the project. Same thing, a lot of single moms. And my pop was the neighborhood dad. You know, like he, he would fix your bike or, you know, sometimes kids would get in trouble and their moms would send them to my dad's house. You know, and you go talk to Bob, you know, and it's, uh, it's kind of happened the same thing to me, too. You know, a lot of these kids, uh, you know, get in trouble and their parents will send them down to my house to talk to me. And it's, uh, it's pretty rewarding. It makes me feel pretty good. And I, you know, I could see it in the kids' eyes, you know, nice for them to have a, a male role model to be able to look up to and, and to have trust in and, you know, stuff like that. So that's what I'm really proud of. Um, we were also involved in the Home Alive campaign, which unfortunately is, uh, no longer, um, exists, but it was a campaign that taught, um, basically gay teenagers how to be safe after the murder in Seattle of Mia Zapata is what started that foundation. So they call it Home Alive, teaching kids, you know, to, um, to go home, you know, in couples, not alone, to avoid certain situations and basically make it home alive, you know. So that, that was a big one for us. Too. Like, unfortunately, uh, they no longer exist. Yes, uh, uh, you mentioned 22 Too Many, a great organization. I actually interviewed uh, Patrick Seifert on this show. Uh, and I actually knew Mia Zapata from the Gits, uh, and right. and I remember Home Alive was a great organization. Uh, I am talking to uh, my brother um, Jinx from Jinx Proof Genetics. We're going to take another pause for the cause. Hear a word from our sponsors. Come back with our final questions. Time to roll out for the people that let us present. Hang loose. 
We're coming right back. Educate, empower, and engage in the evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Register before May 1st for an early bird discount of 50% off now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Join us for the 2019 U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo August 3rd and 4th in Miami. Register now at usccexpo.com. Expo.com. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches, allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth, cheap skin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z dot com. Let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint Business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. We're back to Hemp Present, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. We're back with Jinx from Jinx Proof Genetics. Uh, Jinx, what are some of the legal restrictions regarding breeding and selling cannabis seeds and clones? Uh, Are there, there must be some guidelines that you have to work within, I imagine, under this current uh, cannabis regime? Yeah, every every state is uh, different. In Seattle, it used to be kind of a free-for-all. Then when it switched from medical to recreational, seeds were kind of pushed aside. At first, they didn't care because supposedly anything in Seattle less than 0.3% THC is not considered uh, marijuana or cannabis. So they were considered a trash byproduct. But there's some pretty successful seed companies in Washington, aside from me, like Exotic, um, uh, Dungeon Vault Genetics. So all of a sudden, like at the shows and stuff like that, the city came through and was like, no seeds, period. Only if they're um, coming from a legal farm and you can only sell them to a legal farm, um, not to the public. Um, I go to a lot of events and it's kind of a free for all. Like put your seeds out, sell them to the public, it's no big deal. Some states are starting to change, like California, all of a sudden you need a nursery license and stuff like that. Um, almost every time I've traveled with seeds, I've had my uh, suitcase open, and there'll be one of those little letters, we inspected your uh, suitcase and blah, 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 but it's never been a problem. I've never had anything confiscated or any kind of tickets or anything like that. So it really just kind of varies where you're at and uh, you know what event you're at, who's running it. So um some states it's a free for all. Some states it's absolutely no no. And is it true that uh, that nine pound hammer was a 2017 Cannabis Cup Best Indica winner? Absolutely, it's true. Yeah, I'm quite proud of that too. It's a pretty big deal. <laughs> pretty excited about that. <laughs> nice. Well, congratulations on that. And I just on the on the on behalf of all the cannabis connoisseurs uh, and enthusiasts everywhere, I want to thank you for creating all these great strains and uh, and keeping it all alive for us, man. 
what's the, what's the best uh, way for people to, to track your, your work? Your, what's your website URL? Uh, we do have a website. It's called jinxproofsdankbank.com. But to tell you the truth, the, the best way to uh, communicate or uh, get anything from me is Instagram. Um, I have a huge following, but believe it or not, I answer every single DM I get. It's a direct message. So that's usually the better the better place to start with him. I'm kind of a dinosaur when it comes to computers and all that, so I'm, I'm really bad about checking emails and stuff about, like that. So the, the best way to find anything out for me, how to order information on strains or to, to submit a child for our uh, charity events is really just to send me a direct message on Instagram. And when you look me up, you got to add the underscore, the underscore Jinx Group. There's also Jinx Group beer. There's a band called Jinx Group, a tattoo shop. So you got to make sure you get that underscore in there. Well, Jinx of Jinx Proof Genetics uh, and Jinx Proof's Dank Bank, I want to thank you so much for being on Hemp Present, my brother. Absolutely, man. I want to thank you, too, not just for having me, but for all the work you've been doing for so many years. I mean, I've been following Hemp Fest, you know, since I was a kid. My first Hemp Fest was at a Gasford Park. So I've seen what you guys have done. It's been pretty incredible. You and, you and Sharon never stop, and it's definitely a, a major asset to this community. Well, thank you so much, man. I, I really appreciate that. And, and you take care, my brother. Okay, you too, brother. All right. Now, when I get to a week to feature him, present on CannabisRadio.com. That's the quote of the week. And here it is. The way to change the world is through individual responsibility and taking local action in your own community. And that is American actor and the dude who abides, Jeff Bridges. That concludes this installment of present on Cannabis Radio. I want to thank Brasco, my man in the control room, all the Cannabis Radio sponsors and advertisers. Join me next week for some more reefer repartee and cannabis confabulation with some special hempo sapien on our journey to justice. As we silence the violence, increase the peace, and pro- promote unity in the cannabis community with impunity. Because when it comes to prohibition, you got the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice, so find George to speak up for justice because resistance is fertile. Until then, my friends, stay strong, stand tall, talk it easy. Don't forget to email me at hempresent at gmail.com. The Hempresent theme song, Take Back the Plants, performed by Sticker Bush, sung by a much younger version of myself. Turn up the music, maestro, because I'm out. Marijuana! The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.